Daddy God, you're amazing and you are the one that brings revelation. Show me what to unpack and expand this morning. And I don't want these words just to be words. I want downloads from you. And I want you to open the eyes of our, our, our mind and our heart and our spirit to see how amazing Jesus has made us and to walk more and more in who we are and who you've made us to be. Uh, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Teresa Merrick and I'm on the senior team here, which is great fun. And I work for the church um, and I have to say I am... Are very spoiled because I absolutely love my job and I work with giants in the kingdom and I walk with giants every day and that is such a privilege. Mm. Last weekend we were away and we were down in Kent at Eastgate Church which is a church that we've known for many years and um, on the leadership team there are Pete and Kim Carter and just, I find it so encouraging because they waited how many years to get their building? 12, 12 years to get their building. But honestly, the building God has got them is so perfect for them. And it is being used as such a resource, not just for Gravesend and that area, but across the whole Kent area, it's being used. And when we were down there, there were people there from France because they've got this big Euro tunnel hub at Ebb's Fleet, literally a stone's throw from their building. So um, when we were there a few months ago, it was quicker for the guys to get back from Maastricht, uh, Arjan and Sasha. They got home quicker by train than we did by driving to Glasgow. How about that? That just melts your head, doesn't it, really? But they send you all their love, and our building... I just found it inspiring because God's going to bless us with a building and we are going to be a massive resource to this city, this nation and the nations beyond. And we already are impacting nations already. Good old Carissa, how amazing is that? So somebody you know has risen someone from the dead. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? Well, I count it. If she's in their team, I know Carissa. That means I know somebody who's raising someone from the dead. I'm taking that receipt. I know people that have raised people from their dead. I'm having that. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about uh, realignment and reappraisal. This is what Daddy God spoke to me when I was on sabbatical last year. Um, and realignment is... Thank you, Matty, you are a star. So real, this is what realignment is. So I had to look it up in the dictionary because they're not words I use in my general vocabulary. So he said, right, Teresa, realignment. Great. What is it? Realignment is an adjustment to a line or an arrangement in a straight line. It's a proper adjustment for coordinated functioning, i.e. if your front wheels of your car are out of alignment, you are not going to go in a straight line. Uh, it's a components of an electric circuit, cogs in a machine working together, and it is a state of agreement, co cooperation among people or persons, people groups, nations with a common cause or viewpoint, and it's the ground plan of a railroad or a road network. So I was like, oh, interesting. 
so what I wanted to talk to you about is lining up with who God says we are. So, um, it's an adjustment to a line or an arrangement in a straight line. And one of the things Daddy God's been talking to us all about is our identity and the change that's been happening with us and with all around the world, actually, as he's been giving downloads to everyone about how we're no longer servants, but we are sons and daughters. And those two things can look similar on the outside, but they are very, very different on the inside. Um, When I'm lining up with who Daddy God says I am, I'm a daughter of the Most High God. I take initiative because this is a family business. Um, Pete, who leads the team in Eastgate, said a few months ago when he was visiting, he said, servants filter what's being said. They don't hear anything other than instructions. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. So servants filter what God's saying. They don't hear anything other than instructions. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be a servant. I don't want to just have ears that only hear, waiting for instructions, you know, not taking initiative, being too scared to do anything out of the box. So I'm going to pass that on to you. To live as a son and daughter posed a few challenges because the most important thing with being a daughter of Daddy God and the most important thing with me working effectively, as I'll explain later on, was about my ability to stay connected to Daddy God and to stay connected to other people. This posed a few challenges and one of the things that Daddy God spoke to me about was about being more self-aware. Now, up until this point, self-awareness has not been a great value in my life because I'd been raised in good, full of revelation that we had at the time, but I was taught that I needed to deny how I felt and I needed to um, take up the cross and follow Jesus. Now, that is a truth. I will always be a servant of Daddy God because I love him so much and I'm his daughter and I want to help. Um, But being self-aware wasn't high on my priority list. So you'll laugh at this. So one of the things I've got, and I recommend for anyone who is coming to terms and be more more self-aware, is get yourself a feelings list. (laughs) These are so good. It's an A to Z guide of every single feeling you could possibly have. And you sit there and you think, I'm feeling... I'm feeling frustrated. (laughs) Even now, I'm not sure whether I should be telling you this, but even now I've got a feeling list in my uh, Bible notebook. Because if I'm like, how am I feeling? Something's going on, what is it? Then I fish out my feelings list 
Sometimes it takes a while, and I managed to find out what it is. But it's really important. For years, we've denied what we felt, how we've been feeling. And what we're learning now is actually it's really important what we feel. And actually, some of these feelings aren't just ours. They're daddy God's. He might, that, he might be feeling frustrated about something. You know, he might be wanting his church to be more compassionate or the kids' work run better. Or So it's important that we become more aware of who we are and how he's made us. Um, so I'll have a word with Joel. Joel, remind me to have a word with you. But I'll put a link, if we can, to a feelings list so that you can click on it and download your own if you want one. Um, the second thing about realignment is this, it's a proper adjustment for coordinated functioning. That means in Glasgow, you may have noticed that we have one or two potholes in the road. <laughs> Sometimes you can't avoid them. And when we hit these potholes in the road, and it's a bit like life sometimes. Sometimes they can come out of the blue. And it can damage the wheels of your car by the impact. And that, so what does that look like? When that happens, and I don't recommend you do this in Glasgow, it means when you take your hand off the steering wheel of the car and you're driving, instead of your car going in a straight line, it will veer it'll veer to the left or it'll veer to the right. And it's because the balance of your wheels has got damaged um, due to the impact of the pothole. And what you have to do is take it to a wheel repair place. They balance your wheels. Fix any of the many punctures we also have in Glasgow. And then you're ready to roll. So what does that mean like for us? Well, for me, that means, what does it look like when you're in neutral? When you've got your hands off the steering wheel and you're just relaxing, or perhaps when you've had a discouraging day, you've hit a pothole, what, how do you veer? Do you veer into, and I can be guilty of this, veer into self-criticism or veer into negative thinking? Or do you veer off blaming other people and going into judgment, not that I'd know anything about that, obviously. Um, or do you manage to keep a straight course? Yeah, that's happened. I'm gutted that that's happened. But actually, I don't know how it's going to work out, but you still love me, and this is going to work out okay. Don't know how. Do you see what I mean? That thing, you only find out, really, whether your wheels are balanced when you're in neutral or when something bad's happened or when something good's happened. Um, that's great. The other thing that it spoke to me about is this whole um, a proper adjustment for coordinated functioning. So I want to coordinate and I want to function well with everyone else who's on the road with me. <laughs> And I all want us going forward in a straight line. None of this veering off to the left or right. But that means, and this struck me last week when we were down at Pete's, I need to run in the lane God's given me. I'm a mum. I see lots of needs. 
I've church planted, so I can turn my hand to pretty much anything averagely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I need to do is stay in the lane Daddy God's given me. Because actually, I might see a need over here, but if I'm in this lane, I need to stay in this lane. I might mention to somebody whose lane that is, oh, I'm really bothered about that person. Like, they seemed really upset. If that happens, I'll have a word with my friend Jan or somebody else on our pastoral transformation team, and I'll raise it with them because that's their lane. Um, the trouble is, if I get out of my lane, is I can actually be blocking somebody else. They can actually get frustrated because instead of them being able to move, I've plonked myself right in front of them. So they can't. They might get frustrated and give up and be like, well, there's no room for me because trees are filling all the space. <laughs> Like, one of the best things that happened to this church was when I stopped doing setup, and the wonderful Mr. Joe Hall took it on. <laughs> that would be an excellent illustration, and it's okay, you're all allowed to laugh at me. <laughs> Daddy God does it all the time in a really nice way, has to be said. Um, The area that you and I have got grace for and the lane he's given us to run in, we've got grace for, we've got capacity, we've got anointing, we're getting downloads, we have got all sorts of unique circumstances that are working so that we're in the right place at the right time to do exactly what he wants us to do. But if I start moving into somebody else's lane... That won't happen. And actually, I might be blocking them. Um, and what, the way I'm talking about it, it can sound quite individualistic. But you know my heart, and you know we're a body. And I'm not promoting individualism at the expense of the rest of the body. Um, and the reason I'm sharing this is because I want us to line up with who we are. And there's a great verse in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11. And this is the reason why it's important that we stay in our lane and why we allow each other to move is it says... It's all right, Matty, you do an amazing job. It says, all these things, the gifts... The achievements, the abilities, the empowering are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually as he chooses. So the reason I need to stay in my zone is because God's given you your zone and he has given you your gifts. That's right, it says, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit and he gives them to each one just as he determines so part of our adjustment and coming into line is agreeing with that what he's given us is ours. It might not have been what we picked. We might prefer to be a foot or an arm or an eye, 
But actually, the Holy Spirit has given to each one of us specific gifts. And it's important we run with them. Because otherwise, we are um, rebelling against Daddy God, really. Because he's put that gift in you specifically. Um, The other point was, one of the things about realignment was cooperation amongst people oh no it isn't I've jumped it's the components of an electric circuit the cogs in a machine working together a state of agreement cooperation amongst people or persons that really spoke to me and I've checked with Jan Treadgold that I can share this following story. Um, they're away at the moment visiting her family, her daughter and her grandson, her son-in-law over in Ireland, which is great, isn't it? Bless them, Lord. Uh, I'm sharing this and the reason I'm sharing it is purely to illustrate the importance of cooperating with each other for the greater good and also to verbally congratulate both me and Jan because we have done an amazing and outstanding job, the two of us. We have been friends for 10 years, nearly 11 years. And we originally just mates, just mates. Jan clocked earlier than I did how different we were. I was about seven years later before I grasped this. Um, (laughs) Our friendship's been through many changes. Uh, Jan and Andy work for the church and I work for the bank. That was a huge readjustment for me because I was used to knowing everything that was going on and suddenly I didn't and Andy and Jan were all buddy-buddy and knowing what was happening. So that did wonders for my attitude and the Christ-likeness of my personality. (laughs) (laughs) My sense of identity and being secure in who I was. So that did wonders for me, never mind what it did for everybody else. Uh, But then... Then Jan had to adjust because then I started working for the church and now Andy's wife was on board and I was her best mate. And um, so then Jan had to readjust as well. And we are just so different, it's untrue. Where I am free to be fully me, but that and Jan is also free to be fully her. And we both admire each other and love the differences as well as our tremendous strengths that we've got. Um, We all need to learn these skills in the same way. There's no room here for you to stay powerless in what God's called us to do. And me and Jan and others, we've learned how to talk bravely to each other about what we're frightened of without apportioning blame or judgment. So you've heard all this before, but I'm feeling instead of you, you, you. I love the you messages, but they don't really work. (laughs) And I also don't want to paint this like, oh yes, we've got this all sorted. Come and see me, I've got a PhD in brave communication no this is a a work in progress and we're all working together at it and discovering how to get on
the reason this is really important, and Daddy God's so good. So that's what spoke to me. It was like me and Jan are clashing and we're actually taking chunks out of each other because we're so different. And Jan knew the same. And we were like, we've got to fix this. We've got to do this and learn how to do this so that we can both be powerful, both function, and both be free to be who we are. So that, and we've put in masses of work. And we've also made a point of having fun and going out and doing nice things and not saying anything remotely deep and meaningful and eating cake, which I heartily recommend eating cake on a regular basis. <laughs> Um, and the reason is because of this point at the bottom it's a ground plan of a railroad or a road network daddy god is really good and one of the reasons we're enjoying his amazing favor is just because he's only ever shown us the next step to take but he's giving us blueprints for the way ahead he is the senior pastor here and he is a good shepherd. And every now and again, he brings along something that makes us all go, oh my goodness, we're going to have to change everything. <laughs> but we want to do it because he's the senior pastor here. He knows what he wants hope to be like. And he is the one who is passionate about Glasgow and Scotland and wants to touch thousands and thousands of people and see his kingdom come more here than it ever has been before. Um, so part of our, pl you heard about this great strategic plan. This has been a result of hours and hours of discussion and also, God sent us two world-class guys to help us. So we had Danny Silk and Bob Hassan, who I love, um, uh, to help us do this. It's a tool that's going to help us move more into being able to be a resource to this city and further afield. And that we'll be able to bless more people more effectively with the goodness of God. So we'll all be running this, with this. But it's going to change how we do everything. And I'm not going to unpack what that's going to look like now, except to applaud Daddy God that he brought this to my attention a year ago. <laughs> because he loves me. And he knows that I need to get the heads up on these things about a year before they happen. <laughs> But because he's showing us his blueprint, this agreement and working together with each other and remaining powerful as people is really, really key and going to be even more important moving ahead. So that's why I'm sharing my story. Just learn the lessons that Daddy God wants you to learn. Stay courageous Summon up all your courage, pray a lot, but have that conversation with someone who you're working with if you're finding it difficult. If you are unhappy with the way something's going or you've got concerns, be kind how you say it, but you do need to say it. Um, because you've got gifts and callings in you that God is drawing out and he is wanting to fan and ignite 
and bloom so that you can grow and reflect him more fully in your world and your environment. Chris Fowler. Is Chris here? I can't see him. He had a great testimony a couple of weeks ago, remember, about God providing him with two job offers in one week. And he came out with this great phrase that really struck me. He said one of the jobs he knew he could do easily, and the second job he felt it offered more of a challenge and it would test, you know, he'd have to grow and develop. And he said, I felt it was time to step up and step out. And I thought, that is a great phrase. And actually, with this new strategic plan that's been, that we're implementing, I've felt that from Daddy God, Teresa. And with all this thing with Jan and our relationship and getting it on, our, on an even healthier footing, I thought, Teresa, you need to step up and you need to step out. And I'm passing Chris Fowler's great phrase on to you. Step up and step out. Um, oh, and I'm just going to share this too. This was fun. This happened in the gym the other day. One of the great being a member of the gym, by the way, because everyone's injured or sick. So <laughs> you get lots of opportunities to pray for people. And um, me and Andy haven't really got a non-church community. So uh, the gym is our non-church community. <coughs> So we go there and chat to people. But one of the instructors had really hurt her back a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about it. And then some other ladies joined in the conversation. And then as she was disappearing for the door, I thought, I never prayed for her. I thought, oh, I could have prayed for her. So I thought, well, next time I get a chance to speak, I'm going to offer to pray for her. Anyway, on Saturday, I think it was, we were at the gym. And was it only yesterday? Oh, my goodness. And um, she was still in quite a lot of pain. So um, it's re- one of the things I got taught on the Supernatural School is, Lydia, come and stand here for a minute, is when you pray for people, you do this. You look at them like that all the time. You keep your eyes open and you don't move. <laughs> So yesterday, me and this lovely and the lady at the gym, I was like, your back's still sore, isn't it? It's right, you can sit down now. So practice the eyeball-to-eyeball praying (laughs) because they don't blink. um, Anyway, it was great. I just prayed with her quickly. But what was really fun was we both felt this whoosh, Real presence of God. It just blew. It might have even been an angel. I don't see things, but something seriously rocked up as soon as I prayed for her. And she said, Who, what was that? I said, I know, that was fun, wasn't it? I said, uh, I said That's Jesus. She was like, Whoosh. She says, I really felt that. I said, Yeah, so did I. And then I started killing myself laughing because I thought it was so fun. Um, and she sort of toddled off on her way. And uh, I said to her later on, I says, oh, I'm going to ask and find out how you're doing. Uh, check how your back's doing. So just to encourage you, it, you know, if it's another mom or someone you work with, if you want to bless them, bless them. Because we pack more than we know in the spirit. 
you carry the presence of Almighty God himself wherever you go. And every atmosphere you enter into is changed because you've rocked up. And you don't have to be on. You do that in neutral. You know, this alignment, when we're in neutral, when I'm in neutral, I change atmospheres. Don't have to work at it, don't have to think about it. I'm not even aware I do it. This is changing. I'm here. This is changing. Um, the second thing Daddy God taught me about was about reappraisal. So he said, realignment, Teresa. So I'm like, right, okay. I want to line up with what you're saying. I'll just summarise that. So it's lining up with what he says about us. It is working with others in a coordinated fashion so that we're like the moving of an engine or an electric circuit. We're not going to be frying everyone around us. <laughs> they're actually going to feel more empowered because we're next to them and they're going to feel they've got more power of God going through them, not fried because we've <laughs> had a meltdown next to them. Um, and about doing the work, this prize is worth it. The reason me and Jan have worked hard with our relationship with others as well that have been involved is because the prize is worth it. Jan is an amazing giant in God. I want to be able to work with her. I want her to feel more free to be who she is and I want her to feel more empowered around me than she does anywhere else on the planet. Um, and because of this blueprint that Daddy's God's given us, I want to run with the things he shows us. You know, it's not like we're sitting somewhere with a manual, ooh, what shall we do next? What's the latest church tip? No, no, usually we are oblivious, going on in our own little happy way, and then Daddy God shows us something and we're like, oh my goodness. Like when he started talking to us about how the Godhead isn't a hierarchy, actually it's more like a circle. When he showed us that, that melted our heads and we knew instantly this is going to change how we do everything. And he keeps doing that to us. He keeps bringing along more brain-melting moments and we're like, right, okay. But I want to run with it because this is his plan. This is what he's doing with us. And it'll change because he will give us more downloads in the future. Um, and we'll do the same thing again. All our brains will be melting and we'll be like, okay, don't quite know how we do this. <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, reappraisal. So this was the next word he said to me. So this is an act. And Daddy God's so good. Actually, to line up and to walk in the things he first showed me, we need to do this. So, reappraisal is an act of estimating or judging the nature of something or someone. It's an estimate of value. What is something worth? It's a considered opinion about the nature, quality and importance of something or someone. And it is like a compass coming to north and the direction being found from that point. Um, 
So the first thing is, it's an act of estimating or judging the nature or value of something or someone. Okay. So, I want us to change how we value ourselves in the light of Daddy God's opinion for of us. We were bought at a very high price. Daddy God's own son paid the full wrath, he paid the full judgment, he paid the full pain and the full payment for every sin that ever has been done since time began for every single person who has ever lived and ever will live on this planet. And he was the perfect sacrifice. And because Daddy God loves me that much, and I am prized that much that he would send his own son to die for me, that means I value myself. Because I've been bought with the most precious commodity that Daddy God could give. He didn't pay gold for me. He sent his only son for me because he loves me that much. He sent his own son for me. That means I am worth something. That means you can't treat me badly and expect me to take it because I won't. Because I am a very important person to Daddy God. And if you mess with me, you are in big trouble with him. I don't have to do anything. He is perfectly capable of sorting it all out, all on his own. And when he does it, it is terrifying to see, actually. Daddy God has my back and he looks after me. And whoa, if you mess with me, ooh, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, That means I look after myself. I eat healthily because I enjoy it. I enjoy going to the gym. I monitor how I look after my time, Um, especially at the end of last year when my dad died and I've had a lot of um, emotional things going on. I I needed to look after myself more and just do a bit less and look after me more. And the same thing will happen to you. You know, you need to look after you because you're really important to Daddy God. The other thing that we need to do is remember and value each other for who you are and not for your lack. Because Daddy God's given us our strengths and our weaknesses. You know, if fasting and prayer could make you more administrative... I would be a genius. You know what? It doesn't. If I had a quid for every time I've asked Daddy God to make me more administrative, we would have paid a large chunk of our mortgage off. (laughs) But you know, he doesn't. It's like, Teresa, I like you just the way you are. And yeah, you might need to learn new skills in this area. But, Teresa, you are never going to be an administrative genius. But, he says, 
I will put administrative geniuses around you because I know you need them. Um, I've lost my point now. When tough things happen and we hit that pothole in the road and you see your friends hit that pothole in the road and perhaps their wheels get out of alignment, just remind them of who they are. Just tell them how incredible they are in God, how God's hands on them, how he is with them. What, tell them about what you see in them that you really prize and value. Because the times when we are feeling rubbish or when things have gone wrong or we've had a lot of emotional drains on us, that's when we need to be reminded of the gold. Because sometimes we just forget who we are. I forget who I am sometimes. And I just need good friends around just to remind me of who I am. Now let me have a look. How much time have I got? Three minutes. I haven't got any time. Okay. Okay. You need to think and you need to have opinions on things because you have got the spirit of God in you. And it says that the Daniel and his mates were ten times wiser than any of the other guys that were into spiritualism or leading the king. You have got the wisdom of God in you, so listen in and listen to it and have opinions because you have got the wisdom of Almighty in you. And we expect you here to think. We are not interested in raising up a church full of yes men and women because uh, 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 that is not going to get the job done and that is not what Daddy God wants. We expect you to think. And also, we need to look at the quality of what we're making and what we're building. It's a considered opinion of the nature and quality. One of the things with, that I've got in my bag is I'm like quality control. So I'll just be talking about whatever it is I feel we need to raise attention on. And some of you are like that. And that we're going to be like a compass coming to north. As we line up with what Daddy God says to us, and as we reappraise ourselves and others in the light of his value for us and what we can see in other people. And sometimes you have to work hard at seeing the gold in other people. Um, but I encourage you to do it because that is exactly what our dad's like. Then we will be like this compass at north. And it means we can stay straight and true on the line he's given us. And it also means everybody around us can find their true north as well. Because we're all lining up in our lane that Daddy God's given us. <laughs>